Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One, Mr. Mixus Plick. <laughs> I told you. Mr. Mixus Pitlick. You still pronounced it wrong. I, I can't. I I told you. One, Mr. Kilpit Zizum. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Darman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Hansel Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Mixus Pitlick, bud. Mixus Pitlick. There's no, I don't know where people get all these extra vowels in there. There's no vowels. It's I, all consonants. I don't know. All right. I don't know. It's, it's a PTLK. There's no I's. There's no C's. I don't know. It's, it, it's supposed to be nonsense. I don't know what to tell you. Thank you. I, my, in my head canon, every time I pronounce it, it's the correct way. That's not really how headcanon's supposed to work, but this, I, I guess I can't tell you it's not. This is why I like Star Trek, because their nonsense magic character is just Q. Hard to pronounce that one wrong. I guess, sure. Sure. Hey, this might tell you guys doing out there. We are we are discussing Superman Emperor Joker later on in Nerd Bud Club. Speaking of nonsense, Eric's very quiet. So He's got to I mean, withhold all the motion. It is better to not spread it around. It's got to be concentrated. Like Orange Cassidy? If you say so. I'm, I, was it puppies that he was laying on the ground and petting? Dingo puppies. D- dingo puppies? What the actual fuck's going on? I don't know. That's what they were. That's That's strange. That is a that is a strange series of words you just said. To We're going to be talking about uh, Superman and Jokers and Mister Mixus Pitlick Pitlick uh, later on. But first, we have some other comics. Talk about comic books that came out this past couple weeks. It is time for our first segment. It is time for floppies for nightly. Floppies for nightly is where Eric and I will read a selection of the past couple weeks' books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There is a mush meter if we're feeling mushy about a book. It goes from one to five. Our first book is The Batman's Grave, number one, written by Warren Ellis, pencils Brian Hitch, inks Kevin Nolan, colors Alex Sinclair, letters Richard Starkings. Some some Warren Ellis Batman for you. Yeah, that's a weird combination to me. It just feels like a slightly more sane Moon Knight to me. Yes. There's no Egyptian, Seeing... no Egyptian gods... I mean, not yet. Not yet. Hanging out. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. Warren Ellis could do anything. But it's, you know, it's also kind of like Warren Ellis writing CSI a little bit also. Yeah. Seeing seeing Alfred put his feet up on the coffee table is surprising. I mean, he has his shoes off at least. Yeah. It's just his socks. He's going to clean the table tomorrow. So what does it matter? He had to, you know, he's, he's got his drink. This is, this is, I mean, I th- I think if you had said the words to me, what would a Warren Ellis Batman comic look like? Mm-hmm. I think I could have basically described this book. 
um, because it has, it, I mean, Moon Knight's very apt because it has that sort of aloofness to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Moon Knight's hard to describe, but like, I don't know how it ended on those hard moments and was just so odd and stark. Yes. And this feels a lot like that. He does like, I, as weird as that scene is with Alfred, mm-hmm. it's humanizing. And I do like that. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, there is really interesting. There is lots of really interesting character stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Like it is yeah. the, the, in particular, you know, there is the Alfred scene, and there's the scene where, you know, Alfred tells him you have to become the murderer to find the murderer. And, and Bruce is like, I, I can't be the murderer. I can be the victim. Like, that's an in, that's an interesting thing to say, have Batman say. And, you know, this is him being a detective. It's extraordinarily low level Batman. Uh, and I'm all for that. I, I, I like low level Batman stories. They're they're much. I don't know. We're well on record that they're way more fun to read. Like I've I've had enough um, Batman Justice League saves the universe bullshit. Yeah, it, it. I I and you know the way it frames Batman and Alfred's relationship, and it, it, it there's no Robin in here either. It mm-hmm. is just Batman, Alfred, and a a, a crime. And, and Batman's trying to solve it. This is a, it's a twelve issue arc. I'm really interested to see uh, what it's going to be. But like, yeah, I, I I'm just what's on the tin. I'm a buy. But I, I like I like Ward Ellis a lot. I I I'm curious to see what the the thing what this looks like as a whole. Um, I I like I I feel like Hitch not when he doesn't write. I like him a lot more as an artist. <laughs> um. I think Hitch is is largely fine. No, he's and, I, he, and this is this is good. It's not that this is like I don't I think, and generally he's it's, good. It's just I think that when he is writing and drawing, it's the it suffers both suffer ultimately. Um, I'm a I'm a buy on this. Oh, it's a good Batman book. I think like I kind of don't I kind of don't care about this. It's just more the the oddity of Warren Ellis um writing batman like it's not it's a novel to me that's more what i'm interested in i i don't know that i'm wildly invested in him and the story but i do enjoy this um but it's 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 fine i'm not like i'm not hooked i'm not dying for the next issue if that makes sense, well, I mean, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a hook really for a, another issue. It, it there is no more right. to do. <laughs> my my my, I don't mean like I want a hook here. I'm just saying I'm not like you're obviously all on board. I am like I'm a lukewarm buy at best. I don't even know that I could say that I'm mushy about it. I just I don't know. I'm not excited for it. It's it's good. You know, it's adequate. It's it's Warren Ellis does Batman. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like particularly particularly this week, I'm a little Batman out. What are you talking about? Eric? I, I, I are you saying that... we read other books with Batman in it? 
I think I think there are too many books with Batman in it. Oh uh, well, I'm sorry. That's never going away. That you're not wrong. <laughs> are you a buy? Yeah. Okay. Just kind of reluctant. <laughs> That's a double buy. Batman's Grave number one. Next book is Joker Harley Criminal Sanity number one, written by Cami Garcia, Art Miko Swayan, and Mike Mayhew. Letters Richard Starkings of Comic Craft. I I I you know what. I'll make a deal with DC straight up. Say, mm. hey, you can have Batman, as many comic books as you want. Please, whatever spigot you have at DC headquarters that is a Joker slash Harley spigot, turn mm-hmm. that down, please. I, I, please. What, what are you doing? We just yeah. literally just read a Harley origin storybook, and now we have another one that's different? In the, and also a Black Label book? People, people like the the three characters that they know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't like this. You know, like I read it and I find it largely fine. Um, but like I am just so like I was over the last book. I don't need this in my life. I, I did. I did not need. The, the the fucking hot Joker Yowie book that we read last time. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this, and it's weird not committing to an art style and like putting fucking photographs in the book. What the fuck's that about? I don't and, know. And rambling about serial killers, serial killers mm-hmm. and acting like I I I I'm fairly convinced. The person that wrote this did absolutely zero research into what psychology actually is. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I see this page. Uh, it has a picture of Ed Gein on it, and he has a, yeah. he has a, some skulls and a lampshade, of, and a picture of a bunch of others, and you know, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. I, I yeah. that looks like research to me, Eric. I don't know. They look. They I clearly went to Wikipedia. And mm-hmm. copied. Well, I think they probably watched a fucking movie. I I don't know what this is. I don't want a Harley Quinn CSI book. I don't want Harley Quinn solving crimes. That I I don't want any of this. And this like and I when it's uh, Stepien Sayek like r- drawing and writing the book, I can go. Oh, there's I can see the art in this. Mm-hmm. W- what is this? Why? What? We just got. What is it? Is are we just going? Oh, Harley has fourteen different origin stories, and they're all fine. Or is this just another Elseworlds book where they all are? That there's no concrete origin. I'm like, well, you, I, I, and, and the the fo- the 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 art that is just like weirdly filtered mm-hmm. photographs. No, like insanely obviously photographs with a little bit of line work but mostly just filters it's really pitiful i um i don't want it uh i don't want any of this do not buy yeah um throw it in the sun i don't want it into the sun or or just like where it's sunny i mean you know the ultimately it doesn't matter you know, I'm real, I'm real morose about it. Okay. That's eventually, a- <laughs> eventually the heat death of the universe will just destroy it. So okay. do what you want. I mean, it. it will get us all. It's a double yeah, do just- not buy a Joker Harley criminal sanity, criminal sanity. That's quite a title. Number one, 
Next up is uh. Doctor Doom number one, uh, written by Eric's favorite comic artist, comic writer. Excuse me, Christopher Cantwell. I was reading for Cantwell, the crying Nazi comic book writer. Uh, this is art uh, Salvador Laraca colors, Guru FX letters, Corey Pettit. Uh, I a Doctor another Doctor Doom solo book. Uh, this is after this is the last one was Handsome Doom. Uh, this is like brooding, more typical Doom. I think mm-hmm. uh, one someone he is being framed for something. Uh, for for blowing up stuff, for blowing up the black hole station on a moon, um, it's interesting. I think this book's interesting. I I I enjoy it. I, I we we both like Doom. Mm-hmm. He's great. Is I think as typically he is he's just he's a fantastic villain. Uh, I would say the best villain in Marvel overall on the on the in the on the short list even yes you know at at the very least at the very least he's in the discussion um but i think the the cantwell has got the voice for doom down really well uh the 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 the, the, that combination of because theoretically you know he is not he is a protagonist of this book uh i don't know he might be an anti-hero or something but he is certainly not painted as a villain in this book he is someone who cares about uh he 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 does you know some some shady stuff when some journalist uh some newsman says something bad about him on the air and so doom has him kidnapped or whatever so you know there is some more of that there's still that some of that villainy in there but i think clearly we're supposed to have some sort of empathy with doom in this he's not just a straight up punisher you know Frank Castle, like just murdering people left and right. He cares about the people in his his country in Latveria. You know, he surrenders as soon as it's look like they're uh, the people might be hurt. Yeah, and I, and I think it's I I, I don't I'm I, I don't it's hard to I, I think I would I'm fine with the fact that we don't really have any clue at all about what's behind all this. Like you know, I would think that you know some mysteries right away you get like a list of suspects you know you the you'll get like five suspects and the the arc will be doom himself rooting out who it could be but i imagine well that will come later for who's framing him for whatever's been going wrong um but i'm curious i i want to know what's going to happen i want to see uh doom face this and it's like doom proper even not mm-hmm. the not handsome doom uh it looks really good yeah those no photographs in here I, th- I think unlike batman i don't get tired of dr doom well there isn't four dr doom comic books every week yeah there's there's not um i mean i don't know I, I i think i would actually take um um damn it why can't i think of fucking what is what is king's first name tom king tom king there's there's not tom king releasing a dr doom book twice a month no I, and but I could I could live in that world. So you're a buy, I assume. Yeah, pretty excitedly so. Okay, it's a double buy. Doctor Doom number one. Next up is uh, the the I'll, I'll I will do these separate. I think uh, they they're, they're, they're more they're more separatable than the previous yes House and Powers of yeah, X. Yeah, so we have the final issue of the House Powers uh, series, Powers of X number six, written by Jonathan Hickman, art. Arby Silla and Pepe Larraz. Colors, Marte Grasa and David Curiel. Letters, Clayton Cowles. Tom Mueller on design as well. 
So this is the issue that wraps up everything and makes it clear about what that final timeline was. The one where they get absorbed by the phalanx um, and who those people were in that in the little sanctuary area, which they two of them are Logan and Mara and kind of gives us com- the, the complete stakes, basically, of what they're what Moira is actually kind of fighting against in the, in the current timeline is very clear. It's very much like we always lose and, and it's all mutants are always defeated by p- the post humans, whatever mm. they are. It doesn't matter. We always lose. And that is a, a sets a clear, like this is what is, that is what we are facing yeah. this inevitable, you know, conclusion to the mutant struggle. So it's we a, have to do a- what's necessary to stop it. It's a big obelisk of a statement. You don't forget. We always lose. You'll always. That'll always be clear. It's it's. I don't know. Pretty pretty bold and brilliant. Yes, and the fact that you know, and that we have another like they introduce a little bit of some like little issues of like oh we can't have uh, we can't bring back we can't have precogs we no blindfold you can't bring her back. And even though Mystique wants her back and you're like, we can't do it because then they'll find out that they, we lose. And then all this will be for nothing for, you know, it will, it will ruin our plans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, it's a excellent, it brings it back around. It gives us complete information about, you know, her last timeline and it, it, it ends with a very bold Magneto and professor X let them try and let them come you know let them try and stop us we are we are as strong as we've ever been we will not be stopped you know and i think it it does a really good job of i don't know uh there's like a a tenuous point there where you want the x-men to have some sympathy and we we had the discussion a couple episodes ago i think about are they still heroes and I think you he Hickman himself has said in interviews like oh, I don't really care if you think they're heroes or not. Uh, mm. I I just want it to be debatable. You know, I want it to be a question. I want you to you can easily still think they're heroes, uh, and or you can't. It's it, but it's fine if you don't. I don't necessarily expect you to. Um, but it 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 makes it it makes it negotiable. It makes you go well. I don't think they're heroes anymore. And other people are like, no, they're still heroes. They're still trying to do the right thing for them. They're trying to save all these. They're they're kind. What's what's non heroic about that? About them doing this bold thing to try and save their own future. Um, I don't know. It's it's a this house of house and powers of X is as this is the final of those of this story before it goes into the I guess second chapter of it with the the next five books wave one as they're calling it. Um, I guess this is the preamble. I don't know what you would call it. Um, yeah, but it's incredible. It has within twelve issues. I have, I've never, I haven't been this excited about the X Men, maybe ever. Really? Yeah. No. I. I mean, what what actual X Men event has made me care about the X Men more? I've just sort of always appreciated and liked them. I don't even think that. If I was paying attention to comics when the Grant Morrison run started, I don't think I could be this this interested in what's going to come next. I just hope it doesn't. I just hope it doesn't end the way that that ended. But I doubt that it will. I mean, it feels very. I it 
it feels, and we'll talk about this probably with the next book a little bit as well, but it feels like they have definitely given Hickman the keys mm-hmm. and let him, he has had a lot of sway over who is writing the these books. Like, even if he is himself not writing them, he has, all, he got to choose or, or at least mm-hmm. it, suggest like i want this person i want that person writing these books and i think that has a lot to say about certainly different than grant morrison who was i think only hired because they wanted someone who they knew someone the people knew at the time it was a tenuous time to be selling comic books they're like who's who's famous uh grant morrison uh let him let him write x-men uh he wants to kill magneto after magneto murders million a million people Oh crap! He's addicted. He's addicted to some weird fucking drug. Oh god! Oh no! Uh, hand wave it away. Hire Chuck Austin. He's terrible, but who cares? He'll fix it. Oh well, you know he won't. Um, uh, I'm a buy. Powers of X, the whole series. It's incredible. I, I mean, we say that every week, but I'm yeah, double down on my my buy. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna swerve. I think it's uh, awful. Okay, good. You got me there. Yeah, no. Got me Vince Russo. Mm-hmm. Judy Bagwell on a pole match. I you see that's 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 a that's a cut too deep for me. I'm it's sorry. It's a very un, it's an unfortunate piece of WCW uh, lore that is joked about a lot on the internet. I, I don't doubt that. It's not very good. Uh, that's a double by powers of X number six. Our last book is X Men number one, written by Jonathan Hickman with art Lineal Francis Yu, inks Jerry Langlin, colors Sunny Go. Letters Clayton Cowles and again Tom Mueller on design. You know, I did not I did not really comb through this for butts. Oh, I I did not either, actually. I didn't I didn't notice they didn't jump out at me. Usually no. I would I would consider a, a, the strict definition of a Marina shot is if you absolutely notice it the first read mm-hmm. through. Like if it's yeah. if it's subtle, then it's not a Miranda shot. It has to be in your face. There is there is one one subtle one that just jumped out at me. Okay, I'm gonna ask. Uh, I, I before we get anywhere, Eric, before we jump into the discussion about this comic book, I'm gonna ask you if you notice something. Uh, could you go to page 33? One 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 moment. Okay. Uh, yes. It's a layout of the summer house. Hmm. Did you? I don't know if you noticed this. Could you look at the orientation of rooms 11, 12, and 10? Okay. Those are Cyclops, Wolverine, and Jean Grey's rooms. You may notice that those three rooms have doors in between them, with Jean's room in the middle. It's a polycule developing here. Mm, Triad, yes. uh, That has been the talk of the uh, X-Men subset of the internet this week. Is uh, Oh, I guess those guys are all fucking each other at this point. Um, I mean, mazel tov. Sure. That is a... That is not a detail that I would have noticed, but this is this is the internet fucking combing through the lore, mm-hmm. looking and- look look looking for that. that it, admittedly, that does feel very very intentional because literally none of the other ones have it. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> That that made the that made uh I believe Kotaku wrote an article about it even and Mary Sue it's, even maybe I'm not sure. It's getting hot over here at the summer house. It is. Um and and this is that is what this this issue is and this is what this comic's going to be is kind of a it it's not going to be following any one member or team. It is going to be following 
you know, different groups and jumping around and telling different stories every issue uh, and kind of giving us, a, like, I don't know, st- frames, still frames of one little part of the X-Men universe. Like, here is this mostly, this is mostly with the Summers. A little, a little bit of insight into Orcus. Um, we get, you know, a summer's dinner, and then we also, and we also get Orcus like burying their dead in space. Uh, Vulcan is back. <laughs> Everyone loves Vulcan, <laughs> the lost Summers boy. Uh, but Corsair is here, and they're they're we get weird dishwashing techniques with Krakoan mm-hmm. plant guns. Yeah. You got, you have uh, dish goop. Dish goop. I mean, hey, man, if I could get some dish goop that just cleans it without me having to use a dishwasher. Fucking weird, bratty kid cable. Yes. That's odd, man. I mean, he is. Mom. Mom. I think he's also a member of the the group that is anti-Xavier or anti-Krakoa. So I'm interested. I think there will be a split. Uh. I imagine I don't think Scott would let him live in the house the the moon house if he was not on board with the plan. Mhm. But Orcus is kidnapping mutant kids. Um we getting references to old X-Men l- lore with the the weird girl with the black and white stuff going on. Um which I'm not going to try and recount cuz it's really complicated and I myself don't completely understand it, but I'm gonna say there's 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 a whole lot of this. X Men has always pretty successfully confused the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think Hickman is doing his best to try and mm-hmm. frame it. I think like I I get a story through line, even if I don't understand every character or their motivation, or you know. I I get enough and to, I get enough to enjoy it and be excited and like the ideas are are fun and comic booky and the best of ways. It you is you know the the fact that it's it th- this could easily be drudgery. This could easily be the first Star Wars prequel where they're arguing about like. They're they're arguing about uh, uh, international trade or whatever in the fuck, <laughs> you know. What what did you think about there? Is, and I there, the tone of this is different though than the House and Powers of X because like there is some silliness in this. There is some that I don't feel like there was ever as much or as to such a degree in House or Powers because mm-hmm. like they're they're fighting through this base and then they come across intelligent super gorillas and Cyclops quips. They have PhDs, and that's an inherently very silly thing. Mm. And I, I like it, but it's, I, it feels different than the very, the kind of serious tone of House and Powers. Uh, and I like that. You know, I don't want it this book to be the same as that those books were. Uh, and I think it is. It's a little. This is book is a little softer, even though it still carries a lot of the the the, the potent necessarily that House and Powers did. Uh I, I've always liked Lenil Francis Yu. He's always been one of my favorite artists. I mean, he's canonically he's, the Miranda shot is very important to the history of this podcast. Mm-hmm. It has been a it's been a runner for a while. It has. Uh, I'm a buy on this. Um, 
it's ridiculous to to skip these books at least for now and for the the foreseeable future the x-men books are really good so fucking read all of them holy shit uh yeah we're we're they have not they're they got a good streak going we'll see how far we get until we get a, a, a do not buy one of these books until we do i might be well, we might be riding them into the into the sunset um it's a double buy x-men number one uh that'll do it for floppies this week we can move on to our next segment it's time for checking in checking in is part of the show eric and i will talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks um movies or video games or television shows or whatever eric what's up life is exhausting yeah i would agree with that i'm trying to think when our last talk was i think i had just come back from painting that mural so it was, i can't really it was talk the, about that again we talked about AEW, the first episode of AEW dynamite what a what a what a journey that's been that, two, it's two more been episodes a, a, in the books yeah it's been fun i've i have enjoyed all of them so far i i it turns out i really like wrestling it is yeah guys, when, it's good yeah it's good yeah the the guys that have have gotten me a little obsessed uh turns out they make a pretty good tv show turns out they're booking things pretty fun um I Kenny Omega went to Mexico mm-hmm. and won the Triple A. Uh, is it is it like their their championship belt? Which it, one it was is, it? It is not their. It is Mega the Mega Champion. It is it is mm-hmm. not the in Triple A. The belts aren't that important largely. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of their like. I don't. I'm not going to try. Like a, it's like an intercontinental uh, belt. Let's say, kind, yeah, it's a, on that level of importance. I think in their like, it's technically their a, a top solo title. Is what they want to sell yeah. it as. But you know, Phoenix is not even a regular in AAA, so they're not. Yeah. Gonna, they're not. It's certainly not that. I think it is. It is. It is that belt to showcase people like Phoenix, like Kenny Omega, who aren't regulars. Kenny. Uh, Kenny held the intercontinental title in New Japan, didn't he? He did. Uh, briefly, yeah, not, not for very long, but he did. I mean, I guess all things considered, he really didn't hold the he didn't hold the championship that long either. Yes, six months. Sad to say. Same thing Naito did. You know, held it from. I thought he was even shorter. Oh, that's true. He, did he lose it at like, King of Pro Wrestling or something? After uh, he won it at Dominion and then lost it. Yeah, probably he didn't lose it at Wrestle Kingdom. He lost it prior. So yeah, you're right. Poor Naito. Yeah, well, he's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, fucking, I'm sure he's fine. Fucking Lij shit sells like crazy. Well, and that's the, that's that's the real belt. You don't make any money from that though. New Japan does not give royalties on their merchandise. Well, that's hmm. the that's that young bucks and all the Bullet Club guys did not make any. That's why the elite started. Is because they did not make any money for Bullet Club t-shirts hmm. or whatever. Even though they sold millions of them. So they started is, the elite for their own T-shirts. That is, uh, th- th- that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sense. No, the Dynamite has been very good at television. It is. Mm-hmm. T- it's two hours. I look forward to every week. It is not. I know. I. I. It, it really. 
it keeps my spirits up midweek. It's a it's a nice it's a nice thing for Wednesdays. Yes, uh, I think you had just started October last time, so you've done a lot more of that. I uh, if I can do, I I am at least by my by the way that I prefer to do it. I'm a day behind, but really I would be doing my twentieth drawing today is October the twentieth as of this recording. Um, I, I prefer to like, I would, but I don't have the energy to do two today and probably will not be able to. So I'll probably, I'll be fine. You know, I'm mm-hmm. keeping pace, but I would, pre- I prefer to be one day ahead and be able to post in the mornings, but it's been positive. Most of the wrestlers that I, I mean, I'm tagging them and they're, enjoying most of many of them are like putting in their Instagram stories or retweeting Joey Janela retweeted today. Um, it's been fun, you know? Um, I like that. Uh, I like particularly the, the guys that are more fresh from the Indies, you know? Um, the, I think it's more of a novelty for them. You know, they're, they're, I don't know how much fan art, the bigger names are seeing i'm sure kenny omega gets a shitload um but probably everyone else i wonder what a novelty is for like cody or the young bucks if they care that much when someone posts a um a piece of fan art but it's been it's been neat you know private party and jimmy havoc and everyone sort of taking note it's been fun i mean i saw it i i saw your I saw your your uh your your hangman. I saw it on his Instagram before it I saw it on Really? I saw it in his it is in his stories. I saw I didn't it. notice that. It was I that saw sucks. before you before I saw your post of it, it was in his stories. I, I thought he didn't see it, which which killed me because I'm like, that's an I man, I that's that is news to me. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I loved that hangman too. I thought it looked great. That's no, one looks, of my, I feel like it's one of my strongest pieces. No, it looks really good. They all look yeah. re- they all look really good. I, I'm feeling better about it now that I have a couple more under my belt. Uh, like right around when I had painted that mural, I was feeling real low, and it was like all the biggest guys because I wanted to go out of the gate uh, with the most recognizable names and faces. And of course, they're they don't look closely at their social media because they have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people like sending them ats all day long but you know people with smaller followings the more indie guys they're it's it's still more novel to them and they don't they're not getting harassed as much all you have to do eric the secret to get cody's attention is to tweet about georgia football that's all (laughs) that's all you have to do (laughs) tweet about ug ug the uh, ug, whatever whatever number ug they're on i don't know what the fuck that means it's the dog their mascot uh yeah. the bulldog mm-hmm. they have and they've had they've you know they've had them had a ug for decades now and whenever one passes they get a new ug and oh, they name th- there's like ug the 10th or ug the 15th i forget which ug they're on but cody tweeted about ug one day about memories of Ugg when he meeting them, meeting him as a, a, an Ugg when he was a child versus meeting the newest just, Ugg or I don't know. I, I'm just he tweets about football a lot in general. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't mean I don't know. Football's pretty good. It's no professional wrestling though. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, I have a video game to talk about. Please, here. please tell me about video games. Um, do you know the the genre of video game? The CRPGs. C RPGs. Computer RPGs, basically, is what the C stands for. No, I've never it, heard of this this genre. It's a you know the the Planescape Torments, the 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 Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. those games. The, the so like distinguished from distinguished or differentiated, let's say, from JRPGs, but like I would even say distinctly like Western style. They are we're talking about Baldur's Gate. Well, they are RPGs that are based. And using mechanics from tabletop mm-hmm. RPGs, like they underneath the right. hood, they roll. Okay. They they are rolling dice to determine effectiveness of stuff. Yeah, Baldur's Gate is a, is 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 definitely that thing. Right. So sure, yes, it, and the, and obviously the D and D games are the most probably well known ones, like Planescape Torment and Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights. Those are the like the a lot of people consider different ones of those the, their their favorites. Uh, but the newest, the newer ones are um, Divinity games. Like originally, original sin and original sin two have come out. Those are more recent. Those are they. I think they have like a d twenty system under the hood. I don't know really what it is, but they. You know, they. You have characters. You control them. You point and click on stuff. You know, they have. It's not action oriented. It is. It's a lot of times. It's reading lots of text trees and dialogue, and reading descriptions of items, and you know more depth in creating a character you know there's a lot more stats and stuff you can put in on a character in these types of games and less about make my gun shoot better even though that is certainly an option in a lot of games like this or like it's not sometimes it's not a gun sometimes it's a fireball but you know the same idea applies um it's not like you know rpgs like uh the the open world rpgs like assassin's creed nowadays games like that where it is, at the end of the day, still action-oriented. You're still trying to, you know, you have to be good at video games, unless you want to put it to easy or whatever. But CRPG is, the, and it just came out this week, and I, it was really, it was completely off my radar. I don't think I'd ever even heard of it. And I didn't know what type of game it was at first either, because the title does not belie that it is a CRPG. The title is Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. And... That title does not tell me. That tells me. That title makes me think rhythm game. That's what I think of when I see that. Um, it makes me think. It. It. My first inclination is like, oh, it must be like some neon rhythm game. It's like a DDR, you know, like something with that I mean, J-pop in it or something like that. But no, it. It, it looks like it's. It's. It looks like it's set in. Uh, I don't know. One of the grim, dark murder Steve Orlando worlds he's it, been doing lately. That is. Yeah, that's pretty much correct. I think that is that's a pretty good app description of the place you're in. You wake up, you're you are a detective. Uh you are a cop in this weird you're, it's not earth. Wherever you are, it's not earth. Uh you're in a you're on like some little weird island arp, 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 archipelago or something like that. It's mm-hmm. it's you don't know anything when you wake up. Literally, you know nothing. Uh, your memory and of of you and the world has been completely wiped. You don't know why. Uh, you do know that you've been on a bender for the past three days, so that might have something to do with it. You've been drinking like crazy, uh, and and but largely, you as you kind of build your character, you decide why you were drinking like crazy for the past few days. Uh, you can decide, oh, it's because I don't want to do my job anymore, or it's because I have 
I'm an alcoholic or, you know, you decide basically by your text, your choices, dialogue choices. Uh, but you wake up and you figure out you're a cop and why you're here in this particular, like this particular shady motel, shady motel and bar. And you find your partner who is really, I, I love the partner guy. He's, he's so neat. He's so fun. Um, you, he's very, the, by the book you know, prim and proper kind of guy. And you are the, you know, loose cannon. If you want to do those kind of stereotypes, um, I, I, the writing in this game is incredible. I, I, there's some games and I, it's make or break it in these in CRPGs. Honestly, if the writing is bad in these games, you, you they're terrible. They're bad games <laughs> because it's mostly reading. You're reading a lot. You're reading a lot of dialogue choices you're reading you're you know you're you're constantly talking to other characters to npcs all the time and in this game you're a cop so you're interrogating people all the time you're trying to figure out what's happening who did this why is this there etc cetera, etc cetera. and the writing is integral and it's inc- it's great it is there's i never feel i never feel pigeonholed when i pick a particular option i feel like there's always enough dialogue choices to give me a variety of things to say and can give me the choice I want to make about my character, you know, and you can play him many different ways. And the options are, they range from insane to very kind of stolid, even if you want to play the character that way, but you're trying to solve a murder mystery. And then as you go, you get a little deeper and deeper into it. Of course, it has noir stuff. If like it has a noir tone, it also has like a Hunter S. Thompson bizarre hallucination tone to it at times. Uh, you're meeting an incredibly wide cast of NPCs. Um, the technology. It's also there's a lot of. It's again, it's not our world. The world is incredibly different. Technology is different. So you're learning about the world as you go too. Uh, I think my favorite thing about the game, aside from the writing, is the way you build your character, it is not D and D. It is not like you have core stats of, you know, you do have core stats, I guess, but they're not D and D stats. And you, you don't, it's really hard to explain because you level up and you rank up your skills and stuff, but your skills are really abstract things and your Mm -hmm. skills are represented. There's no combat in the game. Really? Um, hmm. as far as I can tell, like there's, there's violence in the game, but it's not combat per se. You're not like going, oh, we're in combat now. So I roll to a punch this guy. Oh, I missed my bunch game. I lose. It's more like, how do I choose to, it, I, you know, it's more like you have a dice roll to decide a fight and then it's, it's over or it's not, you know, something like along those lines, but all of your skills are represented by voices in your head, basically. That's odd. So like, oh, I'm, I'm, I chose intelligence as my main, not, it's not called intelligence, but brain basically. Uh, and there's also, but there's also emotional intelligence, which is different. So you can't just be like, oh, I'm super smart and I deduct things, but there's, there's downsides to everything. You know, you can't, even if you, if you max out a skill, it actually weakens you in other areas. So it, it, it actually kind of balances out that min max mentality you can get with RPGs. It, it make you want to actually be level out evenly to a certain extent, even if you do have to favor one skill over others, but your, your, your brain is talking to you as you do everything. And like, I, I focused on encyclopedic knowledge 
because I kind of I wanted to learn about this world and that's the way you do it. And so every time I look at something, my brain, my encyclopedic knowledge skill chimes in and goes, oh, that is that is from this this war that happened in this world 150 years ago. That's a statue about this guy. And but the statue is actually a joke uh, that was put up there by artists because the guy was actually a scumbag who stole all the money from the nation and they put it up as a kind of a joke about how he's not a hero but we sh- we still put up st- like it's it's that kind of level upon level upon level of weird knowledge and it's everywhere and but if you don't focus on encyclopedic knowledge let's say you focus on like social like charisma basically so it's social intelligence uh then whenever you talk to someone you're that might chime in and say oh this guy's definitely lying to you he actually means this so you might want to push him on it and you're like what do you mean push him and you're like oh you i should i should try and press him to t- reveal the truth and like that's how the game affect like how it it teaches you it, it it's like a weird way to teach you how to play i i can't i can kind of like even explaining it is impossible i've never seen systems like this before and that's what's so fun about it like it's a new it's, it's totally new experience i've never played a game like this before it looks like it's bizarre but also incredibly well thought through and very artfully done it's and, and it's very beautiful like the it, visuals are amazing. Like I, the, the use of color is very unlike anything I've ever seen in a video game. It's it's and it's not, but it's not, and it, like it is a really like the the world you're in is kind of a slum, and there's like striking workers, and uh, like there's you're in the middle of like a union, uh, a union and government fight and corporation fight uh, about workers and stuff right now in the middle of the game, and it's just there, and you have to navigate all that stuff. And so you're like, oh, and the world's gross and everyone's dead and like terrible. But then there's also just like brilliant, brilliant uses of color. And the portraits of all the characters are really fun. And they really good. They they like subtly kind of tell you what the character is even before they say anything. And I again want to point out the writing is so good. I, I, I think it's like some of the best game writing I've read in a long time. Like even among like other CRPGs, the writing is good, but it, they're usually fantasy settings. And you're and like I've I've played other cyberpunk type games, which is I guess what cl- this is closest to, and it's still not good. It's f- like it's full of jargon about like hackers and garbage, and it's just like they they focus on that instead of just grounding these characters in their reality. And this game does a terrific job of making everyone feel real, and like. <laughs> the you're and you are a scumbag as well which is also you have to kind of when you start the game the, you you have broken a window in this motel and taken a a uh taxidermy bird off the wall and destroyed it <laughs> but you don't know that so when you go downstairs for the first time you're talking to the guy who runs the place he's fixing a bird and you're like, what is he doing? Why is he? What's wrong with a bird? And then you eventually discover, oh, I broke that bird. That's why he doesn't like me. <laughs> it's full. It's just full of that stuff, and it's so dense, and there's so much little detail everywhere in it. 
uh, I don't know. I love it. I'm it's again, it's one of those games where when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about playing it. I just every time I'm like, oh, I need it. I should go back and play it. I'm like, I only had 20 minutes. Oh, dang it. That's the that's the only think downside, which is like any CRPG. They take time. You know, you have to sit and read stuff. If you don't read it, it's not going to mean anything. So you have to have a chunk of, a chunk of time to play it. You know, you, have, you can't play it in 10 minute bit, bits. You have to play it at least for an hour or something to get, you know, meaningful change, meaningful time with it. Uh, it's $40. It's on Steam. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to come. Uh, it seems it's been on the bestseller list all week on Steam. So maybe, you know, it's been successful enough that they'll port it to other stuff eventually. But it's great anyone who's like crpgs um i would definitely it's it's among the best already i've only played for like five hours and i would say i'm it's it's i very rarely get to the end of crpgs because they just peter out because they take so much effort and time mm. this is the one i need to see to the end it's just the world itself is so neat and the characters are so full They're fabulous i'm a buy <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. Have you heard of Blasphemous? Yes, I have. It's like a side-scrolling Dark Souls yeah. with weird it's Catholicism. Like Dark Souls meets Symphony of the Night. Catholicism mythology in it. Yeah. Like you're fighting weird priests and demons my, and stuff. Uh, right. My friend Alex uh, recommended it today. And uh, I don't know. It looked interesting. Was wondering if you if it was on your radar. I saw it. I, I heard. I there were some of the reviews I read left me a little disconcerted about it. It's probably it'll be a game where I play it like when it's on sale, probably. Oh, it's fair. He I'll, said it's it's one of the. It, he's put a ton of hours into it, and he's a person that I don't know. He he works a lot, so it's it's uh it was an endorsement that he enjoyed it enough to sink a ton of time into. You ready to talk about? Uh, your favorite new comic book character? Sure. I'm talking about Emperor Joker, to be clear. Oh, so we're not going to talk about a book that we didn't read? No. <laughs> no, we're not. You're very, that's very, uh, very astute of you to realize. Okay. We can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerbo Book Club. Nerbo Book Club is the part show Eric and I sign along our collective work and discuss it in depth. Uh, like you would a book in a book club, except it's a comic book. This week we are discussing Superman Emperor Joker by Jeff Loeb, Joe Kelly, Ed McGinnis, Doug Mankey, others. There's others here. There's a lot of, there's like five different books in this thing. It yeah, was I thought this was, uh, I was expecting Loeb and McGinnis all the way down. It was definitely not that thing. No, it was a, a slew of writers and artists. So I don't know, almost to the point it's a weird art jam, you know? Yes. We've come, we've been conditioned to expect uh, multiple artists on, on a story, but not multiple writers. Multiple writers is strange to me. I mean, I'm, I think that from what I can tell, there was, you know, a plan of this is, how it goes and stuff like that is just you know the voices mm-hmm. of each character do vary slightly i think depending on who's writing the book that uh whatever particular issue that is this came out in 2000 it it doesn't read as quite that old to me it's it it was and here's the other thing 
that is not mm-hmm. evident uh, from just reading this collection is that until about halfway through where that reveal where it's revealed in the in the book that it's Joker doing all of this that he's the one behind it all this was uh solicited as Superman Arkham Joker's Joker was not in any of the marketing until until it was revealed that it was him doing all this stuff so mm-hmm. so until halfway through it was a mystery it was just like oh it's Superman and he's an Arkham and then suddenly oh it's Joker and then suddenly you know the cat's out of the bag and they start marketing as a Joker you know Joker the villain is Joker book uh what do you think about it Eric give me your general thoughts you were you've been cagey being yeah because I think that it's I think that it's bad okay but like fun like it's it's I don't know it 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 it's it's really stupid and it made me smile here and there like I I don't I, it it's fun in some dumb comic booky ways I wish that there wasn't quite so much of it yeah and I wish it didn't try and go so epic like I feel like the core of this story of like here's this weird world that's built around godlike powers and a supervillain and superman's world is turned upside down like all that's good stuff there there's there's fun things there's like all these weird corrupted takes on all these characters that are really fun to look at and it it's it's very amalgam comics that way but like i think it really gets in its own way because it tries to take itself too fucking seriously. If this had the tone of, um, was it called next wave? Mm-hmm. If this had the tone of next wave, it'd be perfect. It reminds me a lot of Larflees. Yeah. Except Larflees is a little bit more singular, a little bit more mm-hmm. focused. It's more focused. Yeah. There's not, a hundred billion characters in a big slop and mess. It, it is. It's that kind of madcap mm-hmm. silliness. It is. It's. It's. It's Looney Tunes. It's Screwball. It. It. it the. The. All the Alfred E. Newman shit that they had earlier. It is very kind of mad comics. It made me think of. Of of um shit uh Supreme. Mm-hmm. how how they they dipped into weird like mad magazine comics in the middle it felt very much like that um and that that's I, to me that's a strength like i like the zaniness i like the madcap weirdness of it but like i don't know how many goddamn issues are in this but certainly by the end of like 200 and some odd pages here mm-hmm. it's t- it's too much it I, I think some of it is the length is the fact that it was at the time a mystery about who's the villain you know what is the actual like what are it is some of that is you know half of this is getting to the reveal that the joker is the person behind everything and it i, I I think it's, I, I, 
I, it, and that's and it's a weird thing about like what, that discussion we come back to a lot is you know writing for a weekly comic book customer and you know who's going issue to issue versus writing for a collection for reading writing for trade you know because we're reading this nearly 20 years later mm-hmm. and the front cover of this thing says emperor joker there is no mystery about who's behind all this we know it's the joker right away because we're reading this 20 years later well you know maybe you forgot <laughs> yeah I've, i read the i i read the i read the, i looked at the book i've heard about this book for for years now i saw it I had, on sale i uh, literally never heard of this book before it's it's the always cover been looked vaguely familiar but that's it it has always been it's always in this the the bin of like uh joker stories and you know and a little bit outside the norm joker stories to that was where i've yeah. seen it you know it's because it's not batman is not the hero in this you know it's a joker story where superman is the hero where he's feuding with superman not batman batman's lost um that and that you know that was a novelty to me that's interesting uh you know and i so i'm like oh you know i i've been curious about this one for a long time but that's the thing if you aren't the person reading these issues from week to week reading and this is all in superman books these are all superman's all superman issues they're action comics and superman and and whatever they're not they are not uh batman books none of these are batman books these are all superman books and unless you're that person reading this from week to week and you're engaged in this mystery you're like oh man what's going on you know like i i can clearly see that like that that would be fun that would be interesting little journey you're gonna go on for like four or five issues where you're reading superman week to, oh man superman's in arkham and he has to break out every night and he's and the world's all weird what's going on and like yeah there's clues that it's possibly the joker but it could, and you see mr mixus pitlick see i did it uh, I, think, I think i think i think it actually is pitlick which you did say one time whatever whatever it is you see him so you know oh it's not it's not the zany guy so what's going on and so you're like okay and then it leads you along until you get to the point where it's the joker and you're like and then effectively the story actually starts because you could have like and i think that's the length that's why this feels long is because mm-hmm. there's four or five issues of like oh who's in, who's responsible i'm like it, guys it's the joker i know it's the joker you don't need to like it feels like I'm just like getting told like hey, who could it be? I'm like I there's it's on the front cover, guys. Mm-hmm. You're not this is not a mystery. This is not I I I know it's the Joker. Why is this in the collection? Why am I reading four or five cuz it has to be because otherwise you're just dropped into this world and this situation where you don't know what's going on. But then I get repeatedly told what's going on for four or five issues and I'm like I don't I get it. I got it. Yeah, I know it's all the he's made fun of all the heroes and all the he, villains are now his Justice League, and I, I got it. You know, it's just getting beaten over the head with the same thing over and over and over again. And then finally, and that's the thing, I'm kind of torn on this book. I I like it, I think. I think... I <laughs> yeah, think that's I, about where it is. I think I like it. I, I think I like it more when it kind of gets... I, I, I don't think I actually like it for, like, the regular comic, the like, the plain level of hey this is a comic book where joker becomes emperor of the universe like i don't i think it's fine for that but i don't think i'd ever recommend it if it was that i kind of like it 
because of the meta stuff. I, I like what it says about Superman and Batman and the Joker and all these other heroes and it and the, that message that it delivers and how it reinforces all that stuff. And actually, it, it is coherent on that level about why the Joker can't actually destroy the universe, why he can't kill Batman, why Superman is always successful, why Superman wins and what it says about Batman and Superman's relationship at the end of the, the book. I really, really like all that. But the zaniness is like, I would rather just read Larflees again, or, you know, I'd rather read uh, any other, like, you know, Deadpool book, probably even, you know, I'd rather probably go read, you know, the, the Jerry Duggan's Deadpool run. If I want silly, you know, silly zany humor stuff. Um, the meta stuff is what interests me. Like what really engages me. I don't think, but it's not really not the meat of this book. The meat of this is like the comedy, which is hit or miss. Yeah. And that's how do you think it gets Joker's voice as a whole? Not my Joker. What is your Joker? I mean, honestly, it's always going to be it's going to be Mark Hamill and Batman, the animated series. It's the one that has really defined it for me. That show really just did so much. It's, uh, I have, I was very invested in it, and I've not cared about Batman since because nothing's really lived up to it. Yeah, this, and I don't know if it's just because there's all the writers, different writers, that are all doing their own particular tweak on Joker and all the characters in it, but. I never felt like this was jo- the Joker to me. Mm-hmm. It definitely it feels like someone else that's Joker themed. And like, it's a fun idea, but I don't get like, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff fell flat. And like, some of it is really like, I think the world building is fun, but some of these characters, I just, I don't care about. I don't like, and I don't think are very funny. Like the idea they made the Martian Manhunter from, they made him the, uh, what's his face from Looney Tunes? You know, they made him, uh, uh, why can't I remember the Martian's name from Looney Tunes? Oh, his, um, damn it, Marvin the Martian. Marvin, Marvin. They, they just made him Marvin. I'm just like, oh, that's a joke. And like, but that's all he is. There's not any other jokes there. And they make Wonder Woman a feminist man hater. And it's just like, well, okay, guys, that's really clever. She's- I think she's kind of the opposite. She's like a she's action housewife or something. I don't. It's really weird. Well, I mean, it's that's the thing. I don't. But why? Why are they in the story? Like they just get defeated yeah. at the end anyway. Why are they there? And if it's just to have jokes, the jokes aren't that just, good. It's 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 just in honestly. I think that's one of the fun things about the story is seeing the fucking weird takes on these characters. I mean, fat flash. I could, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. I don't like, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, some of it's, some of it's fun to me. Some Some of of it I enjoy, but I, if I'm going to like this book, like think about next, well, you said next wave. Yeah. My hit to miss ratio in next wave is like nine to one. Mm-hmm. You know, like they sw- they swing hard on everything, and yeah. most of it really succeeds. That's that's exactly that's what I would prefer. I would prefer maybe about 
one third of this book gone, more of the tone of next wave, more of a cleaner through line and caring less about, I think that's like next wave was so Looney Tunes. It didn't care too much about its own story sort of, um, it didn't get in its way the way that this does. It's, it's so obsessed with telling this nonsense and you're just like, I, you know, I don't, I don't care about the twists and turns and how Joker feels as a God. And it's just so superfluous. redundant. It's just so unnecessary. Like just show me this weird, wacky world let me have some fun in it. Focus on the fun. Focus on some neat action scenes and let, let's let get the fuck out. I mean, I don't... You can't have fun stories about the Joker, Eric. It has to be dark. Yeah. Grim dark. Grim I, dark or bust. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the, the message at the end of this book. It's, like, kind of surprising is that the Joker... The Joker is tortured batman so much yeah that his traumatized he's broken and then superman has to take the pain from him and like i like that idea that superman he is so good like he's so good a person he's so good a guy that his real superpower is oh it's it's that it's his enduring optimism is that he could take that punishment and batman can't and so he does. And like, that's a great idea. I really like it. I don't know if I like it in, I like it, and I it, I don't know if I like it in this comic, though. If like, this is supposed to be madcap zany Looney Tunes. And then at the end, it's like, no, the Joker is just murders a bunch of people over and over again. And he puts Harley Quinn and makes her a constellation. I don't know how that works. Um, also, the way the women are, the women, all the women are drawn in this book. <sighs> I don't know about <laughs> <laughs> uh in the art in general i'm i was gonna ask you do you like the art in this i like ed mcginnis okay <laughs> i like ed mcginnis too yeah how about the rest of the art that is not ed mcginnis very 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 hit and miss i'm gonna say also mostly miss <laughs> okay i mean some of it's just very generic dc house style and like i kind of enjoy seeing this story in that house style because it's so fucking completely incongruous. Like I, I don't know. Like it's like a weird bug, you know, it's like a fucking train wreck. The two things are so different that like, I don't know. They, they draw attention to each other. Yeah. I, I like Ed McGinnis. I don't. And I think his, his art stands out in this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's very it works really well with this premise, and I think the rest of it is very hit or miss, and doesn't. I, I think that also undercuts the epic thing sometimes when they want to make this feel so big, and it just doesn't. It it doesn't it doesn't matter how much you sell like oh the Joker has won you know he's kill he beats Dark Side with a, just a thought and et cetera et cetera no one has a chance against him, but then Superman deduces oh you can't actually kill batman forever because you and him are linked inextricably you can't you can't exist without batman existing also an idea i really like that's that relationship has always been fascinating to me 
I don't know what I, I don't again. I don't know how it exists in this comic. That I and that and at the end of the day, it, it, it the thing is like it's this is Joker as Mister Mix's Mister Mix's and you know if we want zany fun in a Superman book with a lot of nonsense, that's what those books are generally when he's facing off Mister Mix's bit like you know that's what he's doing. I don't know if I want this as a Joker story. Mm. I, 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 I don't, because the Joker, he is defined by Batman, and I, it doesn't sound like the Joker mostly to me to either of us. This isn't Joker to us, really, and I think most people write the Joker poorly. I so I, I think most Joker stories aren't good. And I think this could work, but it's to to both be this zany madcap Looney Tunes thing and also this meta narrative exploration of what the Joker is in the DC universe and what happens if you give him the powers of the of an emperor god, et cetera, et cetera. I think they need to pick one and do it and do it with less issues and probably have just Ed McGinnis. It would be a hundred percent better. I I I I I don't know. I, would you recommend this? Oof. Um, <laughs> that is that really is that's a tough call. Um, I think it's I I think there's more there's more good than bad here, but like it's it's certainly not indispensable. It's just strange. And I think it's worth recommending on its strangeness. But I would say to an extreme minority of people, like if someone's read a lot of comics and this was not on their radar, like I think there's value to me because I'm basically describing my exact situation. Um, th th this is not a book I was aware of. I had not read it. I've read a ton of other comics. Um, it's interesting to see that it exists and that it is just so bizarre and good, but at the same time, extraordinarily flawed. Who would you recommend this to? I don't know. Okay. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any other people that read a shitload of comics that just have never heard of this. I, I mean, I can't imagine too many people have read it. It seems to me, to me, it seems obscure. You, it was on your radar. If you were following comics at the time, you know about it. That's a, that's. I, I'm not saying a lot of people have read it. I yeah. think if you were following comics at in 2000 and you were one of those weekly readers, and or you know about the weird landscape of comics closely after you know in 2000, right when there was a crash going on. You know, they, they mentioned No Man's Land in here, which is a big Batman book at the end of the 90s, big event. Mm. And this is right after that. And it was in a weird it, comics were in a weird place at the time. And that is, I think that's also why I wanted to read it is because it's an, another artifact of that time period. Like like we mentioned, Morrison's X-Men run is also that another flawed thing mm -hmm. that's interesting. I don't think this is as good as that. Uh I think it's also not as bad as that. Yeah, maybe. I'm again. I've I've sort of forgotten. I think that's. I I, I kind of am glad 
that my mm. mind has kind of forgotten the bad parts. You've, you've glossed over the, 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 that whole second half. It really was a, a bunch of gut punches. I did not care for it. It as I, as, I only remember right, the I mean, highs. I, yeah, I I don't know. I've I've, I, I've lost the lows, thankfully. That yeah, you know that that is that's how you find happiness. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, again, I also do not know who I recommend this to. I think I largely agree with your sentiment. I'm I'm not yeah. angry that I read it. it. No, even though it is longer than it should be, it is still not incredibly long. You know, this is not the boys. This is not yes. me furious that I wasted <laughs> hours of my life. Why did I read 130,000 comics that are all racist and gross? This is not that. You know, and, and even at its worst, it's it's not nearly as bad as the boys is. Uh, no. And I, I, you know, I'm I'm I would say, you know, I, I would say it's worth reading for anyone who's curious about that time period of comic books and the, the turn of the century uh, who are who joker fans for sure you probably already read this if you're a joker fan maybe if you're a new joker fan go back and read this and see how it feels you know i think everyone has a different idea of what their joker is you know what their their voice for the joker how it feels how it sounds maybe this is closer to yours than it is ours um but i i think it is it's interesting Mm. It is not certainly not going to be in the top 100 comic books I recommend someone to read. It is going to be like, hey, have you read it? Like if they start talking about, oh, I've read a lot of Joker books. I'm looking for another Joker book. And I'm like, have you read Emperor, Emperor Joker? And they're like, no, well, check it out. Maybe you like it. But but maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe you won't. It, it, it is. But it's strange. You know, I'm like, I will say this. There is no there's a zero chance that this book gets published today. They will not. Joker is a serious thing. Now, when's the last comedy book we read that has Joker in it? I could, I could stand for it. It's, I think maybe maybe that is why, like we didn't just just why this book wasn't terrible to us. It's because it's it's it, frankly just because it has it's trying to be silly at yeah. times and it's not taking itself so seriously sometimes uh and when now it's all scott snyder joker with his face ripped off and him abusing harley quinn and god knows what else like we're just like tired of all that it's, it's we're in the we're firmly in the batman who laughs era yeah exactly we're tired of the batman who laughs and this is this is 100 preferable to me to the batman who laughs i'm i'm much rather read this uh, than yeah. that. the joker who who rules sucks i don't know <laughs> he rules the universe I guess so. Like Rick the Ruler. Um, is there anything else you want to add, Eric? I can't think of a whole heck of a lot. I hadn't thought of Larflees in a while. It's fairly apt. It reminded me the of it. The combination of seriousness and zaniness is it's right in that zone for sure. Yeah. I think if it this was six issues and about like basically just Superman and the Joker in the world. It would I would like it as much as I liked Larflees, um, but it's not as good as Larflees. Our precious, our precious orange boy. I haven't I, I I haven't thought about my buddy in ages. He's still there though. Yeah, I know. Ready to steal anywhere. everything from you. It's, it's true, man. Bringing us back. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a this is a handsome voice classic episode. <laughs> yeah, we're calling Talk back about Larflees and Miranda shots. <laughs> yep. 
going back pull it going back to the early days it's true um yeah i don't have anything else to say uh superman emperor joker uh next episode two weeks time we will be discussing pumpkin heads by rainbow Rowell and faith aaron hicks it's a you know coming of age halloween story uh it's a the, the right time of the year for it i don't think it's a coincidence that it was released right now it's a new book uh, i'm looking forward to talking about it i'm interested to see non-superhero rainbow row comic book for, actually because i think it will be much more palatable yeah her writing non-superheroes because we won't care that they're just sitting in a room and talking mm -hmm. about their feelings or whatever. Yeah. That's not a thing that, that really bothers me in the right context. No, precisely. A faith, faith Aaron Hicks is the right person to carry that kind of thing. Right. And we'll, we'll be discussing that. Uh, you can read along with us and listen to us talk about it next time. Uh, we are the hands of boys comics hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Links to every there, everything there, including our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use. Or give us a good review, five stars, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. If you have any friends that read comic books and they're looking for a comic book podcast, let them know about us. We really appreciate anyone gets us a new lister. It uh, helps us out. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com. Links to everything there, all my other podcasts, and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, Truth, is about a news host haunted by a specter of truth. You can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. It's available on Amazon. Uh, Eric, where can they find you and your things online? What an excellent question. You can uh, see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com as well as many other things that I do online at ericzgoodnight.com that includes my accounts Twitter, Instagram, Twitch known on all services as Easy Goodnight. With that folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.